Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Hello to an enormously eager electric. Welcome to another podcast. Today is November the 1st, 2020. That means two more days, kids. We've made it to the great month of reckoning, Doug. Two more days. <laughs> oh, dear God. And, uh, in the studio here, we uh, got me. I'm Doug. We got Jim. That's Jim. Mm-hmm. And we've got Arona. There's Arona over there. Hola. The boys are back in town. Yes. And uh, semi-happy Halloween. We had Halloween last night, and... I got to tell you, COVID stole Halloween from the little kids. Yeah. You bastard. I think the biggest treat. You yeah, <laughs> bastard. I think the biggest trick that was played was COVID. Yeah. That was the costume of the year because it kept uh, a lot of the little ones at home, at least in our neck of the woods. It did. So and you thought that that was going to send them out in droves. like Yeah. <laughs> no, my prediction was there would probably be more trick-or-treaters because they know that everyone is home and then that would guarantee more candy. Right. And therefore would yield more trick-or-treaters, but I, I was wrong. I guarantee you there's so many people just like we are today that are eating candy because yeah. no kids came. Yeah, we got candy wrappers. Yeah, we, we, we have candy. We're laid out we're eating yeah. candy while we're talking. I just downed a couple of Kit Kats and yeah. Reese's. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm we're feeling good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was, it was a shitty Halloween, man. I felt bad for the kids. We had 10. We usually have between 25 and 35. Yeah. That's it. That's a normal year. I, I was looking. Uh, I didn't see any flashlights. I, di- I didn't even see much car traffic going around. You know, because th- one of the popular things around here is that uh, you don't even trick or treat in your neighborhood. Like you hit that first, yeah. then you hop in a car, go to another, then you go to another neighborhood, hit yes. that, and you'll end up just seeing like there's traffic jams and shit. It's yeah. like fuck, I got to stop here, kids. Y'all just run down. I'll be right here. Uh, when I was a kid, there was none of that. It was. However far your legs could take you is as far as you went. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you were, you would either go to a friend's neighborhood and you would do all your trick-or-treating there, or you would stay in your own neighborhood or residential area, and that was that was all you got to pick from. So you better hope that your neighbors aren't stingy. Right. But it, nowadays, it's, yeah, let's go <laughs> over to this town. Let's hit up this neighborhood. Let's go over here. It's like a whole t- itinerary, yeah, but I well, guess. I guess, I think, you know. Uh, again, parenting has changed. We weren't on you the flight I mean? path for this Halloween. Right. Our parents, uh, you know, they probably didn't even hardly go trick-or-treating. They didn't know? go with me. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. When I was a small buck, I do remember my dad would go with me. But, I mean, I'm a, like, I was not even waist high. I but never I never remember my parents going with me trick-or-treating. Yeah. I remember going with a bunch of other kids in the neighborhood, and we all took off. Yeah, and that was it. There was where there was no parental guidance. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I remember one or two Halloweens where that even happened, uh, but it was literally because I was so damn small that I would trip over my own costume and probably end up in a ditch <laughs> right, right. if I didn't have supervision. But I, I, I was maybe five or six, and then after that, it was a free free for all. Yeah, the like I said, be. I don't even rem- I never remember my parents going trick or treating with us. I, I could not remember it at all. I can't even remember my uh childhood like interaction with Halloween very much. 
other than watching movies. That was the that was the only reason why I was always you know really excited for Halloween. Was like, did you not get trick or treating? I did. I, I mean, it just must not have been very memorable for me. Wow. <laughs> See, our our trick or treating nights. I li- I grew up uh, in two homes, two different houses. Uh, growing up, there was one I lived in till I was about eight, and it wasn't in a neighborhood. It was just on a residential road, but it was it acted like a neighborhood. Right. I mean, there were nothing but houses on it, so there wasn't like a main entrance or any of that. Right. But. That was the neighborhood where you needed supervision because people would haul ass down the road. And we went out trick-or-treating and then everybody went back to their respective homes and just started eating candy and watching movies. And then when I was eight, we moved into an actual subdivision. One entrance, no other exit. And so you're kind of enclosed. And trick-or-treating was just an all-night affair. You, you went around until about 9 p.m., doing the candy grabbing, you know, thing. And then everybody just went over to one kid's house. Yes. And basically just traded the candy right. that they wanted. They got it all worked out. They Basically, it turned into a slumber party at one house, which inevitably would lead into sneaking out at about two in the morning yep. and rolling some kid's house that didn't come <laughs> yep. out trick-or-treating. Yep. Or the people that didn't <laughs> give any candy. Or the people that didn't give any candy. Yep. 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 And, uh, that asshole. Yeah. And it just turned into a... Your your costume was very important because you were going to be in it for about a day. And you woke up the next day with your <laughs> parents bitching at you about where the toilet paper was. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, well, if you wanted some, just go out to that tree yeah. <laughs> and rip some down. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the toilet paper. Yeah. No, that tree just wanted to dress up as a ghost for Halloween. Yeah. We or were- if you decide to be even shittier, where'd the eggs go? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a little bit of that happening. Yeah, there was a lot, of that. Yeah, yeah, was a a lot of that when I was a kid. I grew up in apartments, mm-hmm. so it was the shit, dude. I mean, oh, I'm God. talking sack loads of candy I you bet. would get every year because yeah. we lived in an apartment complex that was surrounded by neighborhoods. and. Uh. We'd hit the apartments first. We'd hit all the apartments in the complex, and then we'd start hitting all the neighborhoods around. I don't remember ever having a Halloween where there weren't hundreds, literally hundreds of kids yeah. on the streets, as far as the eye could see. Damn. And now it's just not like that anymore. It's no. not like that. And, you know, the whole... Uh, putting razor blades and apples and all that kind of shit. That's been there forever. They're it was dosing, there when I was a kid. They're dosing candy with drugs. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't know anybody. they LSD in your sweet tarts. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's going to give up their drugs on some kids. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I wouldn't know anybody And that's why either. it's never happened. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. A, it's an wholly an urb, urban legend. Yeah, yeah that, it doesn't that, exist. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't exist. And the whole razor blade thing, that came out of the movie Halloween when the kid goes in the emergency room and hey, he yeah. to an apple with a razor blade in it. You know, I mean, so, yeah, it was just a it's whole... It's just some of the lore that surrounds Halloween, I think, to make it a little more ominous yeah. and, you know, get you in the mood. But I know one thing is, you know, Halloween is traditionally a... a Maybe not a cold weather holiday, but it's always the ones that stand out the most to me are always the ones where it is colder. Yes. Crisp. Yes. And you're you're not so cold that you're freezing your ass off trick or treating, but one where you need a pretty decent, hefty costume right. uh, to and, not freeze your ass and off. And you need to keep moving. And you need to keep moving. Yes. yes. And so it, we had that. That was another reason why I thought we were going to have a high turnout is yeah. the weather turned cold. Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect night for trick-or-treat. Yeah, yes, it was. Perfect. 
It was ideal. Yes. And it just it just didn't happen. And I, I I'm curious as to what that is. If that was more parents saying, I don't wanna I don't wanna take a risk or take a chance. I'll just buy you the candy. Right. I'll just go buy the damn candy myself. Here you go, kids. Um <laughs> yeah, or, or what? Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I don't know. I, you know, and and we are in a pandemic, and I'm sure a lot of people are afraid. But yeah, man, fuck you, COVID. Yeah, you stole yeah. Halloween, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. Yeah. God, out of everything else you've done this year, you fucking stole Halloween. COVID, your mother's a whore. Your mother's a whore. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of other things, yes. I guess COVID didn't really take this out, but yeah. 2020 sure did. R.I.P. Sean Connery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Took yeah. out 007. Man. 007 has uh, been uh, neutralized. Yeah, I guess you could yeah. say I'm shaken, not stirred not about stirred. this news. Yes. That was pretty bad. That was, yeah. That's about as bad as it gets. <laughs> Hopefully. Where's a rim shot when you need it? <laughs> can only go up from here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. That's no. what your mother said, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> what does the cow say? Moo. Moo. Trebek. Or at least that's what your mother sounded like last night. <laughs> yes. Your oh, mother was a penis, whore, Trebek. Penis mightier. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, if you don't know what we're referencing, uh, YouTube. Sean Connery, SNL, Jeopardy. Yes. And just enjoy. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Beautiful stuff. All of it. <laughs> None of it actually involves Sean Connery, but uh, it's some of the best work. <laughs> Daryl Hannon. Man, that dude was, he did a great job of yeah. Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Will Ferrell doing Trebek. It's funny as hell. Yeah. Google, yeah. If you, if you don't know what we're talking about, definitely YouTube it. Yeah. So RIP to that dude. Hell, if I would have known, I would have dressed up like him. But uh, and he was a great actor. He was. I mean, I seen all the 007 shit and all the the rock. I grew up with him. My first introduction to him was the Indiana Jones series. Right. Yeah. As Indy's dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest one, which is the movie where they are. I always get the name. The names of them: Temple of Doom and all this other shit. I don't ever remember. Last Crusade. Yeah, the is that the one where they, they b- bump up to Hitler at the book right. burning and he turns around and signs it yes. and they get strapped to chairs yes. in the fireplace? Yes. That one is my favorite thing that Sean Connery has ever done. Agreed. Uh, even the 007 movies, because I, I did later watch a lot of the other stuff that he did. And obviously The Rock, I remember when that movie came out and it was huge and he was great in it. But his the character that he plays in The Last Crusade is my most favorite Sean Connery role of all time, see, I you, it's up there for me. Uh, the Rock, like yeah. you mentioned, That's is a definitely a staple for me, and I think it's a part of it's one of my favorite lines from any movie. I know I'm going to fuck it up, but he says something about like losers always talk about win or lose. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he probably put that line yeah. in that movie. Yeah, that was an ad lib. Because <laughs> if you if you're not aware, there's also a video clip of him in an interview with Barbara Walters, uh, where she questions his stance on slapping women, and he explains why he's fully for it. <laughs> My favorite role was the uh, the Untouchables. Um, uh-huh. Elliot, you know, the Elliot Ness, he was in that. He was the older cop that helped yeah. Elliot Ness bring down the mob and shit. That was a killer role that he played in that. 
he wound up dying in that movie. That was one of the rare movies that you ever see Sean Connery him dying. Oh, wow. Yeah, I will say he is still bar none the best Bond. Yes, out of all the Bonds oh, they've for had, sure. yeah, and it's not even not even close. Well, it, uh, for me, it goes him, Dalton, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton. Man, he's he did he's great mm-hmm. job as James Bond. If you try not to have a preconceived. Mm-hmm. picture of Sean Connery or, yeah. of, or of, you know, if you tr- go into it that way, he plays it really well. Really good. Yeah. But Pierce Brosnan, man, that was the that was the dumbest fucking <laughs> idea that they've ever had, making him James Bond. That was just, I See, mean, yes, he's British, but, I mean, you got to be a little more than British to be James Bond. See, I'm a little bit partial because not even so much the movie or his acting in it, but... He was on the cover of the most popular video game of all time, and that was Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, I I don't even associate him with the movie. I associate him with the game. Pushy, pushy galore. <laughs> 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 That's right, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, he's not. He was ninety, so it, it wasn't like some. Oh no, gut he lived a good, he lived he was a like, good life. Hey, I tip my cap to you, good yes, son. Yes, he lived a good life. But um, and he loved to beat women. <laughs> <laughs> that was always something that they definitely brought up. Was he was not the most kind to the female species. Right. At, at he was all. of a different time where yeah, that was. kind of shit was just known. It well, was definitely more open. Oh yeah, I mean back in the day, you know, just to fucking slap your old lady in public, you could do it in public. Yeah, well, and, you uh, know, they would get hysterical. Yeah, so you'd have to knock some and, sense and into you them just or slap whatever. Them. Oh, yeah. oh god, yeah. I'm speaking as they oh, did. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a widely known thing, like in old black and white movies, like, oh Johnny, just don't go, yeah. and then it's just like, shut up, woman, right, smack, smack, yeah. smack, smack. Oh, <laughs> that's how we just go. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll get back to drawing the dishes yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. The fuck and that's that? what Sean Connery. Yeah, grew that's up what in. he grew up in. He uh, grew up in that so you, environment. You, you carry forward with that which you're taught, and right. that's just what that was the world he yeah. existed in. Well, yeah. let's not forget, dude was Scottish. Mm. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of people. Uh, and the states and the neighboring states that also came from a long line of women beaters, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Scottish or not. Yeah. All, I, all I'm going to say, any nationality that is known very much for their drinking ability, you're probably up there on the wife beating as well. Yeah. So you hear that, women? You know it's coming. <laughs> oh, gee. You marry an Irishman. Yeah. You've been warned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, that was taken out of context. Thank you, gentlemen. That's huh? how I do it. <laughs> that was good. That's how I do it. But uh, rest anyway. in peace, Sean Connery. <laughs> yes. Now back to the show. Back to the show. Yeah. Now we got the uh, hurricane update here. Well, the the one thing that helped our Halloween feel more temperate, as far as how uh, Halloweens are supposed to, is we we experienced a little weather phenomenon last week. One that you've been tracking closely, Dougie. Yes. I believe, Zeta blew through. Yeah, I believe that uh, this was something that you stated. I don't remember the podcast episode. It was way back in the in the single digits, probably. In the early days, yes. <laughs> yeah. Way long, long ago. I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering the prediction right, it was 23 named storms, seven hurricanes, one catastrophic hurricane. Yeah. Okay. We have blown past all that. We hadn't hit the catastrophic one yet. 
Yeah. But as of today, November 1st, 2020, and remember, it ain't over yet. No. <laughs> it's not over till the end of November. Yeah. We're at 28 named storms and 12 hurricanes. Shit. And out of those 12 hurricanes, four have hit the United States. Good Lord. So I was a little off. <laughs> and I yep. apologize. I apologize for that. Do better, I'm, Doug. Gosh. I'm, not, uh, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect man. God damn it, Jim. I'm a painter, not a, God, not a weatherman. Yeah. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I'm not a meteorologist. But yeah, it has definitely been more active than even I thought it was going to be. And I thought it would be what it is, but I didn't think it was going to be what it is. Well, you were still less conservative than the, you know, National Weather Service, which, I mean, that's, that in itself, sir, tip your own cap. That's Uh, impressive. uh, You know. Yeah, a lot of people got it wrong. I thought even when you came up with your prediction, I was like, I don't know. That seems like it's a little aggressive, (laughs) but (laughs) holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) And, and we had, corrected. We had Zeta blow right over us Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Yeah. And, uh, direct hit yes directly over our area lots of wind lot of wind oh yeah yeah and, and it rolled through at night yes which in the middle of the night yeah which as long as you have power it's not so bad yeah. it's just a windy breezy day outside yeah. but this one just happened to hit right in the the worst part of the night like three in the morning yeah. and um you know i was i was trying to sleep and at first, I was able to because it was so windy, and the wind was so steady and consistent, it sounded like it was raining. But there was hardly any rain associated with this storm uh, for a tropical storm, hurricane, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I think you said even New Orleans, where where it made landfall, they only got three inches of rain out of the storm. Yeah, but they were shocked at how hard it hit. Well, yeah, they, I mean, it even caught them off guard and it was only a, I mean, I say only, but it was a category two Mm -hmm. when it hit and even the emergency management people in, in new Orleans, they were like, holy shit. I thought it ramped up to a three. No, it never made it quite to a three. It almost did. Okay. It almost hit a three right before it came in, but it was a, it was a strong two (laughs) and I will call it a strong two. It had those three eyes. But yeah, it freaked everybody out on the coast and the saving grace, if there is one, is how fast it was moving. Yeah. It moved extremely fast. I mean, it came in, it came in, I think it was hitting New Orleans at 5.30 in the evening on Tuesday, because um, I was on my way home from work and I, and I heard it on the radio, it's hitting now. Mm-hmm. At three o'clock in the morning, it was over us. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was... It was over us, and so that's a pretty fucking fast-moving hurricane. Well, and I was driving to work. At, um, I, I get in my car about 4.30, and um, it at this point in time, I know you know rain was not a very big aspect, like you said, Jim, but it was definitely coming down when I, when I got in my car. And um, I drive a little guy. It's a little Scion. A little toaster. Yeah. Little clown car, they call them. Clown cars. <laughs> I definitely felt the winds trying to be like, I hope you got your hands on the wheel, buddy. Yeah, yeah 10 to 2, motherfucker. Yeah, this is yeah, going to be a ride. 10 to 2. Because, yeah, no, I was being jerked all over the fucking place. I'm like, I, I, I'm really glad that my job's only 10 minutes away. Otherwise, I don't think I would have made it. But yeah, my wife was somewhere else, and she called me at about, it was probably 4.30 in the morning, and she was worried about the animals. 
And I was like, okay, I'll go check on them. So I went and I, I walk in the living room and of course they're freaked out. You know, I mean, they're animals. They're going to flip out. So I lay on the couch and immediately my hundred pound pony (laughs) lays on top of me for comfort. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? It is. He so, was trying to comfort you. Yes. He yes. wasn't worried. He oh, no. want, Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah, the that idea. Was it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we were laying on the couch, and I knew, uh, I knew. I said, hmm, I bet Jim's awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet Jim's not sleeping through this shit either. Fuck no. And so I give Jim a call, and, and sure enough, Jim's awake. And I say, hey, man, it's here. <laughs> yeah. So but right before you called me, because um, I... Arona, I heard you wake up and go to work, and I was like, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he turns around and is back here in about t- 10, 20 minutes, because I think this is only getting worse. And where we live, it's a fully wooded neighborhood. All yes. the lots are fully wooded. There's trees everywhere, which is nice when the wind isn't tearing them down. Uh, it's a very nice you know, feature to, to have is a bunch of trees around, but... There's a lot of pine trees. Large trees. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I thought that it was rain because the wind was so consistent and how steady it was. It had an even sound like the rain. And then all of a sudden, just my house gets bombarded with pine cones and sticks and dead tree (laughs) limbs that are hung up. You know, it, it sounded like there was a party going on on my roof. And Santa was landing. Yeah. <clears throat> and he had like 84 reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> and so I wake up and I look outside and I just see the trees dancing. And I mean, getting it. And I was like, oh, shit, these are going to come down. Yeah. So I was awake at that point. Once I saw that it wasn't rain that I was hearing, it was the wind. And I decided I need to move my truck because it is under trees. And if one of these big fuckers comes down, I'm, I'm shitsville. So I go downstairs. My dog buddy follows me. He's freaking out now because I think he would have been fine had I not gotten up. But once I got up and he also heard it, he was like, oh, shit, what's going down? (laughs) I need to do something about this. So I move the truck out onto the road and I run back to my front porch and I stop and I turn around and I'm just looking again. I'm like, this is insane. What is happening right now? How are these trees not all coming down? Yeah, I know. It is amazing. And as soon as I turned around to just watch the trees for a little bit, I saw three consecutive in a series explosions way off in the night sky. And it was uh, it was just a bright flash. It was I couldn't hear anything because the wind was so fucking loud. But just off in the horizon, just a series of push, push, push. And then the power went out. Yeah. And obviously that was Transformers blowing yeah, right. up because trees oh, were yeah. coming down. Yes. Trees were coming down fucking everywhere. Right. Just luckily, thank God, and I don't know how, they didn't come down on top of us. Yeah, it's amazing how watching the Transformers go and uh, and the last one that went, that's when our power went. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we the, the last Transformer that went because I was like, uh, uh, yeah, we're okay, we're okay, we're okay. Damn. Because <laughs> yeah. the power had been flickering for about an hour. And so I started going around the house, turning off power strips and, you know, unplugging the sensitive stuff like TVs and stuff that I didn't want because the power had already been down. Right. On, down, on. And I was yep. like, this is going to fry my shit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, shortly after that, no power at all. And 
I guess, luckily for us, we got our power back about 14 to 16 hours later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was the whole day. Yeah. The whole day, no power. And I was wide awake. But I didn't even really get to sleep that night. One thing that we noticed was it wasn't just heavy wind. It would be totally calm and still. And then you could hear it like a train. It, You know how people say, oh, you know when a tornado is coming because it sounds like a train? Right. You would hear what would, what would sound like an 18-wheeler on a highway coming at you. Right. And then all of a sudden the trees would just almost, it was like a vacuum. They would get sucked in and then just go down. It was all these super powerful downbursts. Downbursts, yeah. That's that what were just yeah. fucking incredible to watch. So you called me. Yes. I'm wide the fuck away. Right. There's no power. There's not shit I can do. And this is a thing that you and I have done in the past. Many times. <laughs> when Whenever there's a heavy storm and the power goes out, you and me hang out on your front porch and just, we have a nice open view of uh, the silhouette of the tree line. Yes. And we <laughs> we did it when Hurricane Irma came up yes, here, yep. which was, you know, a little nicer because it came and hit in the day. But uh, this one was very much reminiscent of Irma. As far as the wind strength, I think the wind could have been a little stronger with this one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. It I was, wouldn't disagree with that. There were some, I mean, we, you know, there were some gusts that were like, I, I, like, like I was saying when we were sitting there watching it, I was like, it's incredible how much force a fucking tree can take yeah it is mm-hmm. it's amazing it boggles my mind because you look at a tree you know and you see all the branches and shit you're it's like, so rigid yeah 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 and you think ah wind will blow that branch over in a heartbeat but no man they, they take it man they take some brutal wind yeah it was it was a little scary there for a minute and uh, you know i lived in arizona so long i forgot about all these little you know uh <laughs> surprises especially <laughs> i mean the power being out i was like holy shit i haven't actually seen a power outage probably since i left uh you know georgia <laughs> yeah other right. than I, I think we might have gotten one or two in portland uh when i lived there but arizona it's like power on all the fucking time it never so went down like, out there in the summer because no. of people using their acs and shit or no, it, it, I, I, I at least never experienced any power outages. Right. And so um, it was definitely interesting, especially in our current age when people, you know, after they go too long without electronics, start getting fucking crazy. So, you know, it, it, it felt it was it was certainly interesting uh, going through it again for the first time. I, I enjoy I actually enjoyed myself. It gave me a. Gave me an excuse to get back to the movies, actually, because I went to check out a movie that afternoon. Well, um, you know, it makes you feel alive, dude. It does. Yeah. When you when you're in weather like that, that's why I said if you ever get a chance to stand on the beach when a hurricane's coming in, do it. Do it. It's like just wear pants. Yeah, and, and wear <laughs> something on your face because yeah. you're gonna get that sand. sand is gonna hurt. Yes. Yeah. And we were talking about how it just shows you how insignificant you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know how you're just a. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. There's no. nothing you can do about the weather. No. And if it wants to, it will take your house. It will take your life. It will take whatever's in its path and not even apologize. No. And then the sun will come out and the birds will be singing again. Yeah. It is It is the most awesome thing that you can go through, really. And humbling as yeah, fuck. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things you can come away with. And this wasn't like, I'm, you know, I don't want to make this sound like, oh my God, we survived something really right, terrible. Right. Yeah, it, no. <laughs> it gets so much worse than what we had. Oh, yeah. But just to witness it, 
during the storm, you realize how insignificant you really are. Yeah. And how really at especially at that moment, nothing else fucking matters. Yeah. If that tree wants to come down on you, there's not a fucking thing you can do. And when you realize by the time it got to us, it wasn't even a hurricane. Correct. Sure. So when you think about what we saw, what we witnessed, and think about a four. Think about a category four landing right in your fucking backyard. Don't wanna. Yeah, I'm okay with not experiencing that. It's awesome <laughs> shit. Uh, the only thing only thing I could probably think of that would compare to that. And they're extremes. It would be a blizzard on top of like Everest or something like that, you know, where the wind's blowing like crazy and it's just nothing but snow and ice and shit. Anytime the weather can kill you, it's a pretty big thing. Yeah. Because when you're going through it, it humbles you. When it passes, and like in our case, when you don't have power, you immediately realize how dependent you are on electricity. Yes. Down to. You're just walking in a room, you have habitually hit a switch, and you're like, and then you have to kind of remember, oh, that's a luxury, yeah, having that shit on, yeah. I, you again, it humbles you because you, you start to realize how much shit you take for granted that when you don't have it, it's like, oh, this is really important. Like, I can't open the fridge, even if I need something in there, it's got to be like, get it, shut yeah. it fast, yeah. like, otherwise, yeah. we're gonna lose all of our food, yep. Food we would have to be thrown, thrown out after like a day's worth. Now we're out of food. Like it, you immediately start to process things differently. You don't check your phone that often because you can't recharge it unless you. You just have to rethink everything. And for me, I picked up a book. I just picked up a an old fashioned physical book with pages and words on it, and you got to hold it. And you gotta uh, lick your finger and turn the page and, and light you know. a candle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and there was a part of that where it was so silent. There wasn't any TV on in the background. Yeah. There was no, the electrical buzz was not, the humming was not even there. And it was kind of nice. Yeah. Because yeah. after the storm passed, it was sunny out. So it kind of recalibrates that. You know, Arona, you said you went to a movie theater, uh, which is kind of ironic because this whole year due to the pandemic, going to movies and doing yeah. that kind of stuff is yeah. like not existed. It's like, oh, well, let's just have a, a sweeping storm that just knocks everything the fuck out. And it's like, I think it's worth going to the movies. It's like trees are down everywhere. You know, I had a friend that had a couple trees uh, come down at her house. Luckily, they were big Leland cypresses and not, they couldn't do it damage. Well, we, we still anything, know, but we still know several people that don't have power still. Yeah. And Today. we're almost a week yeah. afterwards. Yeah. It's incredible. So, I mean, at the time when we didn't have power, I was kind of in a pissy mood about it because, like, the front of our neighborhood had power, but we didn't because we were just... I know. Didn't that suck? Yeah. We you could looking, see. Yeah, you could see. You could see lights on right across the street. <laughs> <laughs> we could see the trees. Look at the lights. It was like, fuck. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, and no joke, if we were about... If we were going to go into night two with no power... I would have packed up Buddy and gone to a Buddy's house. I'd have slept in my van. Yeah. I would have been like, I can't take this shit anymore. <laughs> I mean, I can go camping for a couple of days, but right. it's something about being in your own house where all the shit that you have in your house is unusable. Everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, this, this structure is worthless yeah. to me now. Yeah, this pile of sticks. Yeah. yeah. I need to go forging. <laughs> so, yeah, your, uh, your storm predictions were off. They were. Only because the storms are more. Um, and I will live in shame for and, the rest of my life. And one hit us directly and 
That sucked. Uh, I'm still <laughs> I'm hoping, not gonna lie. I'm still hoping we don't get the catastrophic one. But. Well, I'm I'm hoping too. It wasn't like I was predicting it to be because I wanted it to happen. <laughs> but I was not I, accusing I will, Doug. But I will say this: the late season ones can be pretty fucking nasty. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the track that Ada, which is this one, yeah, the current uh, one. Yes, the current one is the 28 Storm. The track it's taking is straight into Honduras. So it looks like it's not going to curve and go into the Gulf and, you know, wreak Start. havoc on somebody. Yeah. I mean, all of the storms so far seem to be tracking almost the same. I mean, we we actually had other storms come over us, but to the north of us. Yep. Just um, dodged it. Like yeah, we go over yeah, Nashville or yeah, something. Yeah, went over just to the north of us. Yep. And there was two of them did that. And then this one actually came over us. So out of the four that's hit the U.S., three of them were very close to us. Oh, yeah. And no, it was a matter of time. I mean, it was like, if they keep coming, we're going to get one of these yeah, fuckers. And yeah, we finally did. So hopefully that's all All the major storms that we have to worry about actually coming overhead. Because I got a feeling that we're going to have a few more things to worry about a little closer to home uh, just in the next few days. Mm. Yeah. Next uh Two days. I have no idea what you fellas are talking about. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we only have two more months until uh, 2020 is over, but I got a feeling that these two months are going to pack a punch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think it all starts, like you said, in about two days. Yes. Or I guess technically three days, yeah, depending on how I it guess. goes. But well, obviously- we're at the end of the day today. We are, it's actually evening. Yeah. And we've got Monday, and we've got Tuesday, and... But what we're talking about, obviously, is the election that's coming up this Tuesday. Uh, The election's been happening. What election? But the election, uh, I guess, will end on Tuesday, but I got a feeling that the results uh, will not be known. I think this the election process, where you're able to cast a a vote, ends Tuesday. Now, whether we'll have a... uh, announced winner that night or not i think is up in the air i don't think anybody has a clue no and there's no way to know until we just get there and it regardless whether or not they announce a winner or not i i think we can all kind of agree that no matter what happens it's going to be a wild night for a lot of people uh, across this country no and, doubt and a lot of the major cities starting with dc and you know, it's not like this year hasn't brought about enough uh, civil unrest, <laughs> riots, protests, and all the like. So I just got to, it seems like this has been prescribed from months ago. We, no matter what, we knew it was coming and here we are, we're at the week of it. And thank God. I, uh, th- ready to uh, get th- it over with. Yes, I know that's that much. Me. Oh, yeah. I am ready to, I am so ready to get this over with because after the election, that means we're close to the end of 2020, mm-hmm. and I cannot fucking wait for this year to end. I swear. This is like- The just, nightmare that won't end. It won't end. It no. will not end. It just keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming. Economically, mentally, fucking physically, er- everything about it is just fucked up. Yeah. It's fucked up. Everything's been affected this year for just about everybody. Yeah. I don't know anybody that this hasn't- had some impact or some effect on, but I mean, just from wire to wire, we started 2020 
in a fucked up spot and just never never put it down no <laughs> never regain balance yeah and no. that's you know that's why i say i look at the election as like uh the end close to the end of it you know i mean i hope so but i just i i i'm not as optimistic I oh think, no well we're gonna go through some yeah there's gonna be some battles yeah yeah i, I don't know if there's gonna be a war but there's definitely gonna be some battles i will say this at this time a year ago it Whenever you heard somebody bring up the prospect of a future civil war in this country, it seemed almost laughable. Like, no, no one really takes it that seriously. This is all online fodder for people that just have to, you know, tweet their shithead tweet or share some, go online and just mix it up and just be a troll, be an ass. It's like, no, it's a very, very small subsect of the population that wants to engage in that, but Fast forward a year, and it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's and, a, there's and one thing that I've said. No one, no one does. That's what's so scary. No, and one thing that I've said fairly consistently this year is that I don't know if we're going to have a actual hot civil war, but if we do, there's no way that 2020 wasn't the main stepping off point the catalyst onto that the, the, platform yeah no doubt and it's it, it's everything it's a perfect storm right it, it's not just political or just the election or just a video of you know police brutality or it's it's everything a pandemic you got yeah you got uh i mean if you remember this year started off with the impeachment proceedings for trump which you never hear about anymore. And then in the, you know, off in the horizon, way off in the distance, the land of the, well, the next to the land of the rising sun, uh, was this virus that at the time, half the people were blown off like, eh, viruses happen all the time. China's always mixing it up with the viruses. I got nothing to worry about. And that's when you and me were kind of going, I don't know. I don't know, people. I think you might want to. You might want to pay attention to this. Yeah, you might want to raise I see your people in hazmat suits in China. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's funny. When I saw the when I saw them walking around in hazmat suits, and I was like, "Something's going on. Something's about to happen." I think it was when I was seeing videos that I was sharing with you back in January of them welding people inside Into their, their apartments. Yes. I was like. This doesn't seem like a normal, even for China, right. reaction yeah. yes. no. to this fucking disease. And so my intention was immediately focused in on trying to see the videos that they were suppressing in China from getting out. Right. Because if they were trying so hard to suppress it, that means that what I'm seeing, that has to be the true sense of danger surrounding this. And we just saw it grow and grow and grow. And the more ridiculous things that the Chinese were doing to their citizens to try to keep it from spreading. And once it started to break out of China, I was terrified. Yes. In March, I was, I, I canceled a trip that yep. I was supposed to meet you, Arona, out in Vegas. Uh, March 10th and 11th, or March 11th, I was flying out there and I canceled it. I was like, yeah. I'm not getting on a plane. I'm not going to be yeah, in a concert. You Your anxiety I was, was insane. Oh, yeah. I anxiety never had anxiety insane. like that before right. because I had two months of watching what was not being fucking reported right. on. Yeah. And I was like, 
Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know what's coming. You had actually yeah. sent you to the doctor, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went and got some goddamn Xanax. Yeah, I was like, yeah. hey, give me some fucking and happy pills or some shit. This either, is ridiculous. This is the thing with me. This is the, if I ever see a Russian or a Chinese uh, government in hazmat suits, I worry. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I worry. Yeah. I mean, uh, the U.S., you know, U.S., they are, they're always going to wear... They're wear a little them. overcautious. Yeah, they're overcautious. But yeah, Chinese and Russians, when they got on hazmat suits, you better pay attention yeah. to what yeah. the hell's going on. Yeah. So I was thinking it w- we were about to experience some World War Z-style shit. Well, and, yes. and I was actually very much... Uh, tempering how much i talked to you and doug during that period of time because you two were freaking me the fuck out yeah and it, it was definitely a very much it had the feeling uh talking to you all like it was going to turn into the zombie virus where yeah well nobody knew nobody yeah. no, 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 knew sure that sure time. sure yeah no, and the only thing that I'm seeing is are chinese officials ripping people out of their homes and shoving them in vans and ripping people off the streets and putting them yeah. in uh, in hazmat suits and, and, and like cleansing tanks yes. on the back of trucks and you just hear them screaming yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is going and on? It was, it is and it was scary. And it was beginning, you know, the first week of March when it was like the first cases reported in yeah. the United States, and I was like, oh dude, because I thought that based on what I knew at that time, which was you know very little, just <laughs> crazy videos out of China. Was if basically if you get this, it's a done. You're you're gonna infect everybody you know, and right. you're dead. They're dead. It's I mean it's it's outbreak. Right. And uh, so yeah, I I left you high and dry, Arona. I did not go to Vegas with you, but you did. You content. You carried on with the the trip, and you were you got to experience the first wave of I guess public. Uh, response panic oh, yeah. or response however you want to call it well and i yeah the one of the things um i mean you've been to vegas mm-hmm. the one time mm-hmm. and doug i don't know how much you've experienced. i've never been to vegas i've never been there you know so i but i lived right next door so uh, you know and still for an arizona arizonian arizonan i don't know um a I, Michigander. I <laughs> a phoenician uh I, I did not experience uh vegas as much as most but even when you went on a you know off weekend it's packed as shit shoulder to shoulder both sides of the road well yeah i mean it's just, just it's at full capacity it's at the all times playground man That's- yeah no at all times there's something going on and the week that we were supposed to go um for you know 311 day um it was supposed to be the busiest week in vegas because they had a technical conference going on it was convention Uh, week yeah it was convention week and i remember touching down i get into a cab and right when we pulled out of the airport you're kind of getting an a look at you know kind of what you're going into a little sense of the layout yeah Oh, dude, it, it reminded me of um, Vanilla Sky when dude comes out and New York's just empty. It, it was extraordinarily off-putting. It was a ghost it, town. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, and somebody took a picture the second day I was there of the MGM Grand mm-hmm. out in front, and this is... I would would have said before that day this was impossible, but he took it and there was not a single person in front 
of the MGM Grand. And so, you know, me being a Stephen King fan and a big stand, the stand fan, I'm sitting there looking at this shit going, this is way too fucking eerie. And I actually didn't end up enjoying the trip because of it. That was was just uh, so off-putting. Well, yeah. I mean, because, yeah, the the 11th is the first day we, we were to get there. On the 12th is when Trump... Uh, or might have actually still been the 11th, but I think it was the 12th when Trump comes out and has that speech where it's like, we're shutting down travel. Right. That's when um, he addressed uh, the nation from the yeah, Oval Office. The which, travel ban. Yeah. yeah. That's never, that's atypical, even for Trump, who loves the microphone. That was a holy shit kind of a moment. Yeah. And from then on, the, the only thing I can kind of uh, compare it to were the days after 9-11 where everybody was glued to the news. I was. Uh, it was news 24-7. When is the military getting here? Right. Basically. Yeah. And they had still camera footage of every city, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Chicago, Vegas, and they were just rolling these pictures across the screen. And every time they got to Vegas, it was a picture of an overpass, a pedestrian bridge that was taken down the main strip, and there was not a and i was like arona's there now right yeah <laughs> like i would lose my shit if i was in vegas and it and i was we were the only people there yeah it was definitely eerie i i mean i i kind of enjoyed it at first it was like oh i get to be the first person up at the buffet yeah. <laughs> but, oh there's no buffet yeah. 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 No, there was actually still buffets at that time yeah. and, and they were if I, I bet they were kissing your ass too, weren't they? Um, the, yeah. The hotel and all the people that worked out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Anytime something like that happens, mm-hmm. you can be like in a resort somewhere, and everybody splits. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, fuck, I ain't going anywhere. And everybody that works at the hotel, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And they they treat you like a local. Then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You almost become one of them. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like the and shining you, without yeah, the snow. Yeah. Exactly. You become a, <laughs> you become part of the family. You know? Yeah. And, well, you're uh, keeping them alive at that right, point. Right. We're riding this yeah. out together. We got to buddy up. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got to buddy up. But yeah, that's it. And it's a that's a weird uh, dichotomy, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, but that was kind of the, the, the headspace that I was in in the beginning in March. Like I was so worried before it got here that once it got here, I shut my own shit right. down. And then slowly but surely, we get through this. You know, the spring. Uh, now it's just COVID this, COVID, 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 COVID. Every day, you know, 5 p.m. press conferences the last right. two hours. And it was just peak insane time. And then uh, and then the social unrest starts in May. And then all of a sudden now people are out riding. And it's just like, this is, all of these look like the step-by-step things that you see that happens before a nation tumbles. Right. Yeah. And and this this unknowing this state of constant unrest and peaked uh, fear. The only word that I can describe, if I, if I could whittle 2020 down to one word, it's fear. It's what yeah. everybody's being fed. It's always, and it's, it's always fear. And it's what everyone is acting on. Well, now, people are always constantly fed fear. It's just not i've never seen it in my lifetime to where people are actually acting on their fear now well you know, you know what they said um a couple of days ago 2020 this wasn't supposed to happen until like 2028 i think it was um 
But 2020, now officially, the U.S. debt is at 100% of GDP. Uh, it's even more than that now. No, no, I'm talking about the money that we owe. Mm-hmm. That and just on the interest to the debt. Yeah, is 100 percent of our gross domestic product. Yeah. So that alone, right there, should send fucking a state of fear down everybody's fucking spine in this nation. Because right now, basically, what they're saying is, if you're out there. Uh, if anybody's listening to this and you're in credit card debt and you have maxed out your credit card and you're making your minimum payment every month and all you see is that credit card debt keep getting higher and higher and higher because the minimum payment that you're making ain't making a dent in the interest that they're charging you on the debt. Mm -mm. All right. Yeah. Think about that as a whole fucking country. Yeah. And how long do you think you can last doing that before you declare bankruptcy? Now, this gets into what I was talking about to you Mm -hmm. in the beginning of Trump running for president. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I still believe this. If he wins, I will be convinced of this. I think Trump was put into power to oversee the bankruptcy of the United States of America. And I still, to this day, believe that. Who else, who better to pin that shit on (laughs) than a man that has had six major fucking bankruptcies Mm -hmm. that have just totally destroyed people's lives? Who better to pin that on than Donald Trump? That's... Kanye? (laughs) (laughs) Kanye. Oh, God. I don't think he's got a chance, though. No, I know. He's not polling. No, (laughs) no, not nearly as as much. But no, I hear what you're saying. And that's been the grand, great libertarian argument ever since inception back in the 70s. Right. Is as soon as you give the federal government the power to print its own money, they no longer care about having a balanced anything. Right. No, yeah. And, and this, it's not like this hasn't been something that wasn't on the, you know, uh, horizon for decades and, and generations and, and at this point. And it spreads out to the individual, that, just like I was saying with credit card debt. But they'll keep sending you credit cards and they'll keep sending you things to get new credit cards. Sure. They're the making money off of you. to get new credit cards. They're making a lot of money off of you. Exactly. They don't like Even the- though they know that you're in so much debt that you will never get out of it. Yeah, that's they'll not keep they keep sending you, and so you know predatory, whatever happens, whatever happens lenders. to this country, I guess we brought it on ourselves. Well, and, uh, and y- y- y'all keep talking about the uh, you know the the line, you know the thing that we're waiting for to get here as the election, which you know I mean I will say I'm definitely looking forward to the election being over, if not for just the goddamn commercials, but. Um, you know, more than anything, I think I'm waiting for the results to come in and what the results are actually going to be and whether shit pops off. I'm feeling kind of like I can almost akin this to on a much more almost roided out level, kind of what what Y2K uh, was. We kind of joked about it as it was coming, but I know 
everybody I was close with during that period of time, those like last couple of months before Y2K. Oh yeah. You got this like nervous energy of just like, is it, isn't it, you know, when what the clock the hits midnight, it's doomsday. It's, it's doomsdayville. Is the world going to end? Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a little bit of a sense like that too. So this year has had basically nine 11, Y2K, Ebola. I mean, as far as things that we experienced prior that were separated by, you know, calendar years, all in one year. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing about Y2K. I'll use one of your words. Mm-hmm. That was fucking retarded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who the fuck can't count? You know, <laughs> come on, come on. You're a computer nerd. You can't count. You know what I mean? But the, com- the yeah. computer's going to think it's 1900 and it, we're all going to die. We're all going to die and everybody's going to lose all their money and their accounts and you're not going to be able to go to the bank and oh my God. Yeah. It almost seems as though they're trying to peddle all this fear shit. Of course. Who would have thought? Yeah. But to me, to me, what I heard a couple days ago, mm-hmm. that was the line that I've been waiting to hear is once once we get to where we can't service our debt that's the beginning of the end and we are there and it was supposed to like i said this wasn't supposed to happen until eight years from now yeah and 2020 thank you thank you 2020 for bringing it right to our doorstep well one thing that uh i've referenced i've referenced this guy a couple times on the podcast uh comedian Dave Smith, who has a podcast called Part of the Problem, uh, he has a stand-up special, and he's heavily political. All of his shit is political, but his stand-up special, Libertas, you can find it on YouTube. Um, there's a there's a uh, bit that he has where he talks about, tell me where in history a country gets together, is created, is formed, it's a republic, uh, it expands its powers, it becomes an empire, the culture dissolves uh it goes into insane out of control levels of debt and everything worked out fine tell me when that has ever happened yeah. and he was directly referencing rome right he was like sure. all of this has already happened yeah we've seen it yes there's no other way for it to go and we're just riding this fucker right into the goddamn ground hey went in rome <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so that, but all of that kind of goes into the stoking up of the fear. There's not a single thing I can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. No, nothing that we say or do has any effect on it. So at some point, and I think at some point even this year with the COVID thing, I just kind of swallowed my you know, insignificant pill and just realized there's not a fucking thing I can do. I can't stop it. You, you just kind of have to go... Well, I guess that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and make whatever plans that you can that you can control. Uh one big one for me, especially at this point, is if you're in a city, move the fuck out of yes, that. Yes, get out. Get mm-hmm. out now. Yes. Because yeah. no matter who wins the election, no matter uh what civil unrest or strife happens the night of the election or for weeks or months following it. Cities are just not a good place to live. Yeah, no, anymore. Well, yeah, it's not a. Yeah, no, they they just aren't. I I would never live in a major city at this point. In fact, all I want to do is move the fuck further away from Atlanta. Right. right. Get get as far away as I possibly can mm-hmm. uh, 
from it. So, obviously, okay, this isn't just a Halloween special where we're trying to be all spooky and scary. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of fear out there. And there's a lot of people uh, that are making money off of it, that are peddling it, that are reacting to it. And everybody's just at peak level of hysteria. And that's another reason why I'm ready for the election. Let's just get the election over with. Let's deal with whatever lumps come afterwards. And let's just get beyond this bullshit. Because one thing that I'm seeing everywhere right now. Check, please. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even order this meal. But (laughs) just whatever the bill is, I'll pay it just to get the fuck out of this (laughs) shitty restaurant. But one thing that I'm seeing is you can tell that the even mass entities and and just big companies are even terrified. Uh, one thing that I've realized going back to that Dave Smith guy is I'm a member of uh, of a private Facebook group that's all about his podcast, part of the problem inner circle on Facebook, and it's a private thing. You have to there's methods in which you have to go through to even get accepted into this group so you're fully vetted that you're actually a supporter of the show you've got receipts for it they let you in and then it's it we're cordoned off from the rest of the facebook world and you can't share anything from that group to somebody it's right it, it, nothing nothing can leave it but even though it's a voluntary private group where we discuss things in reference to the show and we share news stories that we feel should have more of a spotlight put on it over the weekend facebook just came down and said nope no more that group now does not exist they just vaporized it there was no suck it attend yeah we got zucked and i started noticing looking at you know friends posts and other groups that i'm in Groups and individual people's pages are just getting zipped up and zucked right off of Facebook. And the only common thread with these is that they all share a certain political idea that happens to not be of the left-leaning type. And I got to imagine that there's some left, you know, liberal pages that are getting zucked too. I'm just probably not aware of them. Yeah, But the... it. It just seems odd, and apparently the claim is is that they're zapping anything that is sharing what they consider election disinformation. One of their algorithms actually caught a Joe Biden ad. Did you hear about that? No. Um, Biden had paid, I forgot what it was, it was a hundred and, hundred and something thousand dollar ad that their algorithm shut down, and I kind of get it, you know, I, I get it, I mean... There's so many fucking foreign countries and shit that can hack into and Facebook, man. Facebook gets hacked all the fucking time. You yeah. know, I mean, it's like it's not like they're fucking the CIA or Langley, and you need some fucking. Well, anybody can post anything, and then it gets shared, and then it can it can spread like that. And you know, someone will create a fake news station like but, oh Miami Today and but they, write well, up their own shit. Well, what they're blah, blah, blah. doing is Facebook does, doesn't want to be responsible for anything that happens on either side because they're catching so much shit right now. They've even asked the politicians to regulate them. Yeah, They've asked for it. Yeah. They've said, come up with the laws and we'll follow them. 
and the politicians, they're fucking idiots. They don't know shit about the internet. Yeah, I don't want that, though. Yeah. No. I don't want that at all. I don't want the CEO of Twitter and Facebook saying, government, we'll work with you. Fuck no. Right. That never turns out well. Uh, but but uh, let, let all the fake shit on it. Don't zuck anything. Don't censor anything. If people are dumb enough to believe a lie, let them believe that well, lie. Well, see, this feels all very 1984. This all feels like the kind of shit that's being set up so that we are being lulled into a state where we are constantly being supervised. I, For me, the ongoing censorship in this nation and how rampantly it's going out of control is the most concerning thing. To have even an alternate point of view now, you can be censored just on that very point itself. And to me, that is, you know, a, a sign that things are uh, very much spinning out of control and the reason why I say that is because as soon as you start to control what your nation can see, then you are trying to herd it. You are trying to make sure that you can control it once it spirals out of control. And that necess- necessity of control is something that I'm very much keeping an eye on because that's what's freaking me out. It's on American. Well, a couple things there. That's the bullshit China does. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's one reason why we shouldn't do it is we're not China. It's on American. It's on American yes. because any any level of tyranny. Now, Americans have proven to show, especially over this year, they are willing to accept overwhelming levels of tyranny. In fact, ask for more. I know. It's crazy. Uh, which is re- retarded. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking retarded. Retarded. I want, please, regulate, like you said with Zuckerberg, please regulate me. Right. It's all very un-American. It's the last thing that should ever happen in America. You let people say the dumb shit, and you let society judge them for the dumbass that they are. You don't try to protect me from dumbasses, because then I will be duped by one. Right. Let me assess and evaluate what what I choose to believe, and that's that's not for you. Get, Award me the freedom. <laughs> Please give me the freedom to make my own mistakes. But a couple things there. The intent behind uh, censoring stuff, we can all understand it. But I'll never support it. Because what immediately happens, and I can attest to this personally, is they just find other places to go. Yeah. yeah you're, not, you're not stopping the message. All you're doing is you're wringing your hands of it. All right. You're 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 doing a CYA move, which makes you a bitch, and makes me want to leave your platform anyway. And one thing that happens is other platforms pop up. Yeah, you're just redirecting it. Before it was Twitter and Facebook. Now you got Twitter, Facebook, Minds, Gab, uh, MeWe, Signal, Telegram, Discord. Yeah, I can. You know, Discord's uh, a good one. There's all kinds of shit. TikTok, Instagram, Snap. My point is. You start to restrict things here, you pop up five other things here that right. you that will be totally deregulated, which is the way it fucking should be. And and then it's now you have everybody that feels like they've been wronged now all together. Now all in one place. So you're not stopping these 
quote unquote bad messages, what you're doing is you're dividing the two camps that aren't allowed to take up the same place. For example, one thing that I did uh, this past weekend was I heard about this documentary that just came out like a couple weeks ago called What Killed Mike Brown. Now, obviously, if you remember Mike, Michael Brown or what killed Michael Brown. But if you remember, Michael Brown was what popped off the Ferguson riots right. yeah. back in, I think, 2014. And it's really what catapulted Black Lives Matter into the prominence that it holds today. And I didn't watch the movie because I had any questions as far as what actually went down in that case. I'm very much aware of all the details and how the hands up, don't shoot phenomenon uh was all bullshit and never happened the movie got my attention because it was getting zucked amazon prime because it's on vimeo it's on amazon prime it was supposed to be just on amazon and if you're a prime subscriber or prime member you could just click it and watch it right i would have never clicked and watched it because to me the title just makes me think that it's oh more of this bullshit i don't care Uh, I already know everything I need to know about it. But because it was getting price controlled to where, no, the only way you watch it is you have to buy it from us for 20 bucks to see it. And I was like, well, then what the fuck is in this movie? Now I have to see it. And so I purchased it and I watched it and it's a great documentary. Right. it's a two-hour documentary, and only 20, minute, 20 minutes of it is actually spent on the Michael Brown case. The other hour and 40 minutes actually goes beyond that case from generations and decades prior, leading up to Michael Brown and in an attempt to actually try to determine what actually killed him. Right. More than the super, you know, right, than, the, right. than the police, yeah, than police the officers' actual, bullets. Yeah. But the conditions and the way that we got to those conditions and the steps that we've taken as a nation right. to set up this that environment to happen. that allowed this to happen. Right. The big picture. They didn't want the big picture out there. They wanted to control that that idea for their own purposes. Right. And because what their reasoning is, I don't know. But my whole point in all of this, rammering, uh, rammering, stammering? Yeah, rumbling, Marie. rambling, <laughs> mumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Word. Another new word. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah, man. We got to put these in a dictionary. Yeah, yeah we got to make a dictionary. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, a gym generic. Um, my whole point in all this is that I was never, ever planning on watching that film until it got restricted. Then I had to watch it. Right. Because now I'm more interested in what they deem unsuitable for public consumption. Now... That's that's the contrarian in me. Yeah, that's, that's the like, old punk rocker or whatever. Yeah, it's just like telling a kid you can't smoke cigarettes. Well, First thing you want to do is go smoke a cigarette. Exactly. So they're they're putting the warning labels all over everything, which that's the only thing I now want to see. This it's now attracting people yeah. to it. So this whole idea that you can stop a bad idea by censoring it not only is ineffective, I think it actually works in the opposite. Right. Very much. I think it activates people in ways that they wouldn't. That was a big argument against the YouTube algorithm. You me- I remember, we all remember YouTube before it had the watch next column on the right-hand side. You had to search for a, a video that you either heard about yep. or a subject matter that you wanted to see and you just had that video. Yeah. And if you wanted to see other videos, then you would click on the channel 
and then look at the other videos that person had. But once they put in that watch next or you might also like, yes. then you everybody's aware of the YouTube rabbit hole. You you get on there for a cake recipe, and next thing you know, you're worried about black holes. Yeah, Netflix is the same way. Yeah, so all, they all the movies they tried to manipulate that algorithm yeah. to where it didn't. <laughs> they started banning channels because they were popping up in people's watch next, and it had nothing to do with their videos. And right. before they knew it, their teenage son was like. Man, these Jews are getting a little grabby you with their little, money. Yeah. You know, and it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. They're a little uppity, aren't they? Yeah. Little Donnie was supposed to just be doing some research for his homework, and now he's about to exercise <laughs> the <laughs> his demons. And, and so they've constantly been trying to restrict information or change algorithms or, or turn this switch or flip that switch. And, and all it's doing is if, you're, if your quest is to reduce the radicals, it's not working. And if anything, you're pissing me off because now I got to download seven different fucking apps just so I can keep up with funny memes uh, that you won't show <laughs> that I that I won't be able to show. No, yeah. suppression's never the recipe for a good, uh, you know, out outcome of events. I mean, it's like anything else. Once you try to uh, create a dam, you know, once that dam bursts, there's no controlling where it goes. No, so you're creating your own. Flashpoint, really. Yeah. You're, and 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 in my opinion, it, the date for it to get set off is this week. <laughs> I don't know, but when you go, going back to the suppression of ideas, I think that that kind of puts us in a pretty good spot to talk about the election. And nobody knows, nobody knows what's going to happen. Uh, Doug, you and I both have ideas. We have a prediction, right? And they're very different. Yeah, they are. Because probably our algorithms have fed us different information. Everything that I've seen has led me to believe that Trump will win. And your sources of information, and and I would imagine, I don't want to speak for you, right, right. has led you to believe, well, no, I think Biden's going to yeah, win. Yeah, I think Biden will now, it out. you and I are buddies. We're friends. We'll, we'll even get into heated conversations on this podcast. But your idea isn't going to ever lead me to... Uh, physically act on you because you don't think like well, I that's do. Like, and, and that's what I was saying. I'm not, I think that Biden will win. I think he will win, but I'm not saying that Trump can't win. Yeah. I'm not saying that like the other Biden people are saying. Yeah. And I'm um, saying, I think Trump will win, right. but I can totally see how Biden would yeah, win. Right. I just, I think that it's going to go that right. way. And, and if I'm wrong, I don't care. Right. You know why? No, I don't care either because they're we're fucked either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are. We're fucked. And either not way. only that, the the bigger problem here isn't my problem with the opposing side. That's actually that should never matter. It it shouldn't. The problem is is that we collective we here, all sides, whether you vote blue, vote red, vote gold, vote green, right. it doesn't matter. The fact that. You think it matters that much? That's the problem. Yeah. The the fact that the collective we have allowed one position in this entire nation to take hold of us as much as we have allowed it, that is the actual problem. Yes. This should never matter. Yes. Who's, a, who's president, who gets voted in, who loses the election, should never matter fucking even take up a moment's notice or a, a minute of your day and it doesn't that's why i don't I, that's why i don't really care about voting as uh, to me it doesn't matter who wins 
We're but, fucked either way. But to about 160 plus million people, it does. Yeah, and that's that's why it's a topic that and we're covering. Because and it's scary. It's fucking scary to yeah. watch the shit that goes on between the Trumpsters and the Biden people and the fucking... It's totally... Unnecessary. It, it, not only <laughs> unnecessary, but it's un-American. It is. Yeah. It's, uh, if you can't express a different idea from another person and have some sort of conversation about it or some sort of um, balance to your approach. Right, right. Some sort of idea that what you're saying is not the absolute truth and what they're saying is not the absolute truth that, you know, there's no, if I'm right about everything, then you're wrong about everything. That's exactly. not the way the fucking country's supposed to go. Yeah, stop supporting politicians. That, yes, please. And stop supporting political candidates. Because all it's doing is it's forcing you into a position where you have to fully back everything about them it's put, because you're now on that side. It's literally putting you into a box. Yeah. A ballot box. Yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. And and this, uh, this association that we've tethered to that is, well, if, if you don't win, you're wrong about everything, which is bullshit. Yes. Because inherently that means if my guy wins, we're right about yes. everything. And what that ends up doing naturally, as the human dynamic would lend itself to, is you have one side lording over the other. Yes. And breeding discord throughout. And that is inherently un-American. Yes. Our own political system is un-American. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. and, and not only that, but those supporters of it can only exist if they are effective fear mongerers and fear peddlers. And so I say, we say all this to say one major point is that someone's going to win this election and someone's going to lose. And it shouldn't affect anybody more than that one individual who loses the election. Right. All of this, even if you are on a side, whether you're blue, red, or whatever other color you want to associate yourself with, if your side doesn't win, it's still going to be just okay or just as bad as it was had your side won. Right. It, it is. It, it matters not in your daily life what happens this week, with the exception of if you get caught up in a Molotov cocktail fight. Yeah, right. But, you know, yeah. as far as the election goes... Yeah, you get hit by some, you know... <laughs> yeah. Stay out of the roads. Get the fuck out of the cities. If you live in a city, I would get an Airbnb in the fucking woods. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and an AR. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, but, Just in case. But the, the sad commentary on all this is that I think that no matter who wins, we're going to see mass levels of violence erupt yes. across this nation. I agree. That we have not seen yet. And this that's a statement. Yes. Because this whole year has been the fucking worst if you actually care about the the fabric of our society, if I can use that trite term, it's been it's been tattered to shit this right. year. And whether you think the reasons are justified or they're over overstating their uh, their strife, it's happened. Well, it's just the '60s all over again. It's it's about to happen. The all of the rioting and the and the just fucking police cracking heads and shit like that that shit is gonna happen this week 
We it's haven't gonna even happened this week. We haven't even gotten to the police cracking heads because all they've been doing is sitting back and watching the show to but this that's, point. But that's what I'm, I'm saying. It happens this week. That's when it, that's when it starts. I think it has to. And it, it, well, it's gonna because yeah. here's one. Here's another thing. You can't just have permanent forever unrest. It, it <laughs> in the beginning of all this, it's like if you fire two hot rounds into that crowd, this shit stops now. You know, I was talking to a family member that was in federal law enforcement and it was right around the time when the big hullabaloo was Trump is sending in federal agents into Portland and how bad that was, which turned out to be yet again, a whole lot of nothing. Uh, but I was talking to him asking, Hey, if you were, he's long since been retired, but I was asking him hypothetically, if you were still employed, would you have to go down and, and take part in all this? He's like, Oh yeah. And I've done it. I've had to do it before. He's like, but the difference, Jim, is we're in a very different era where back in the 90s and in the 80s and even the early 2000s, this shit would, would have gotten shut down on day three. We, they would have had their three days to express their gripes, but the second you start burning down buildings and killing people, we shut that shit down. Right. That is no longer expressing a, a, a level of angst that you're now acting in cr- criminal actions violent ones that are harming people right and killing people and that would be enough to say if you're out you're deemed as a rioter and you're all going to jail and we're thumping heads and if you shoot at us we will fire back and his his big quandary was the the level in which this has been allowed to take place you have governors that have told their police to stand down, to stand back and stand by yeah, and just allow this shit to go on until where now we think it's just a normal American activity is just to go run rough shot, go ham on your local 7-Eleven. And so we've had a whole season and a half or two seasons worth. You've had months, six months now going into six months of almost we're we're not freaked out by it anymore as much. It, it's almost, we're, it's, we're so not freaked out about it, we're expecting it. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. terrifying. The biggest flashpoint for me, I've never seen this in my entire life. I've never seen a mob of people burn down a police station. Yeah. That was that was shocking to me. In Minneapolis. Not, yeah. not yes, in that, this nation. Yeah, not in the United States. Yeah. Yes, that was that was completely shocking to me that was shit straight out of a fucking movie that was straight out of fucking benghazi yeah, yeah, yeah. it looked very similar it, it, i mean it was it was crazy and when i saw I'm the that, captain now when i saw that happen i was like wow we're in a fucking different time for mm-hmm. sure you know this is yeah. this is fucking different no other nations have been asked about how they feel about what they see in america and uh, it was pretty much around those settings and so many of these other countries said, I would not have expected to see this in the United States. Uh, you know, you want to give me Egypt, you want to give me some third world country. I would expect to see that. But this is giving me pause because it is the United States. And it's breached our borders. It's not just an American thing, because I think the, the biggest thing that kind of took me back a little bit was when I saw the same public... Uh, uprisings if you want to call i I don't have a a better term happening in france and england and you know for black lives matter they're protesting supposed injustices in america and their country it seems like it's 
it's more of just a mentality thing. What it is is it's once they saw the U.S. doing it, they all jumped in on whatever they look at. Um, they're being fucking they're discriminated, discriminated against or whatever. Yeah. And they all had their own little thing. Remember we were watching the fucking Australia. I was like, what the fuck is going on in Australia? We're watching Woke one night and I'm like, hey, let's pull this up. And it was, it had nothing to do with Black Lives Matter, but it was popping off there you know something yeah. was fucking popping off there it just it, it just seemed really odd that there were black lives matter protests going on in england and france and you know around europe where i was just like <laughs> okay i mean i can understand with george floyd that the 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 protests and the unrest existed in minneapolis but once it was in st louis and uh Tampa. I was like, what the fuck does Tampa have to do with this? Like it, to me, it slowly rolled into it didn't look like it was an actual quest for justice. It was more of just an opportunistic time to go blow off some steam. And I think that uh, this coming election is going to be a very big opportunity to blow off some steam. And well, it's going to be a bunch what- of people that are so adamant that their side is right that your side must be wrong, and if my side doesn't win, then evil is taking over. Well, that's what this whole thing has been. That's what COVID has brought in for us is this uh, situation where we're all being cooped up, uh, losing jobs. I mean, this is a powder keg. Yeah, Uh, Everything that has supposedly been caused by this, which I'm more and more believing it to be a scapegoat. Just like, uh, you know, uh, our uh, politicians are not there to make change. They are there to be the scapegoats for when shit turns sour. And, yeah, no, I'm 100% in, you know, sitting here looking at the rest of the world shaking my head. Because it, it really is a situation where I feel like everyone's being led to the same point where... You know, we, we've been cooped up. We've been um, allowed to stew in all the shit that we felt we had going on in our lives. And now it's turning into ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to me, it couldn't be any more of a clear reason why it's time to, to end all stay-at-home orders or any levels of restriction let concerts happen again. Like we need at this point as a society, we need some normal shit. Yeah. Because we, I mean, it sounds sad to say, but Americans are fat and lazy. You know, we need some shit to distract us. I, we need something to satiate our time so that we're not focusing our attention against on, each other. On beating the shit out of yeah. each other. We, we need that vacation, that mental vacation. Yeah. We, we need to be able to Distraction. unplug. Yeah. We, we need the things that, remind us that life is worth living you know having a thanksgiving meal with your family like shit's coming out of california governor newsom is now saying you know basically we're going to shut you down if you got more than x amount of people in your house and to still keep social distancing and you know to not sing it's like you gotta you gotta let go you gotta just let go You, you, you you gotta stop infecting every nature of normal human existence uh you you can't control it if the more you try to put ball it up and control it and 
the more shit that you're going to get where where the pressure valve just blows the fuck off the top just like the dam you know once the once that levee breaks you're not controlling where that water's going well when this covid shit kicked off you know basically what they're trying to do right now is they're trying to um they're trying to sweep under the rug their own fucking pandemic that they made they're trying I to mean, show that we're still it was, fighting it we're still fighting it it's like yeah, who gives a fuck at this point? I know, but it was it it was a man made pandemic. Yeah. So see, you just you just got zucked. Yeah, you can't zucked. say that. You yeah. can't say that at all. But it was it was a man made pandemic, and right now the whole world is dealing with it. Yeah. All the leaders of all the countries in the world realize it's a man made pandemic, and they're trying to make it so people don't go after them for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to sweep it under the rug that, uh, yeah, we did this, but it's going to be okay. We're, wear your mask and, you know, all this kind of shit. We're going to give you money well, yeah. just as yeah. soon as we can get our yeah, shit gonna, together. Yeah, we're going to shut it down, you know, even though we're fucking just trillions of dollars in debt, we're going <laughs> to give you more money. Yeah. Well, plenty of months in advance, they've been asking, is this action by China, the fact that this is something that came off their shores, going to be the opening shot of war? I think we're so distracted now, trying to bring the focus back on China is going to be very hard. I think it would have already happened. I mean, we're so fractured now in our ideals that to get everybody on board going after China, I, I, don't, I don't see that. I think that would have already happened. It, if it was going to happen, I think it would have already happened. Yeah, but instead, the focus seems to be on disrupting and dismantling America at the moment. The whole place where it came out of China... I'm not going to say the U.S. did it to herself, but hey, we did it to ourselves. We backed that lab. We yeah. gave them. Paid them millions of dollars. Yeah, gave we worked them, with them. Yep, yeah, and gave, and actually gave them, you know, Viral raw samples. viruses to <laughs> yeah. work with, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I mean, I'm not a religious man, but this is easily something where you can go back and say, this is what you get for playing God. Right. Exactly. Let's put a little bit of this with a little bit of that. Yeah. Let's get it to where it can recept, you know, it's open to human receptors. Oops, now it's spreading amongst humans. Oh, wow. Oops, Daisy. That. Let's blame it on a pangolin yeah. in a wet market. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, you ever fucked a pangolin? Well, in uh, you know, bringing it back to the election a little bit, uh, I mean, some, you know, very interesting things that I've so seen come up uh, with this is in looking at people talking about how long they've been in line uh, to vote. And, you know, people always talk about voter suppression as a thing, you know, that uh, against blacks, against minorities of any kind. And other nations are looking at us where it's like, hey, I just stood in line for 10 hours. And they're like, and you call everything else voter suppression? Right. That right there should your, be your leading, uh, you know, bright light to say that this is all voter suppression because other nations are coming out when people are like, Oh, yeah, I waited in line for this long. And there you go. We don't wait more than five, ten minutes. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, that's normally how it is with me. When I vote, I'm in and out. There's never a line out the door. I get inside. There might be 15, 20 people in front of me. They got 15 to 20 ballot stands. You, it takes me longer to sign myself in than it does for me to get to the ballot box. Right. And that's, that's honestly the case in the majority of places where you see that occurring is in inner cities, inner cities, yes. where you have the most people, and all of these uh, polling places are all run by volunteers. 
Sure. So you are pulling from your own local people setting these things up, and a lot of times they're under trained or they're just they're just dipshits and they forget to plug this in or didn't bring enough power strips. So now we're only down to two machines. Oh, that's voter suppression. That's voter suppression. It's like, well, possibly, but I can tell you one thing it for sure is it's ineptitude. The people, the people volunteering to run these things don't know what they're doing. A lot of times. The count is what blows my mind. You know, you go to the bank every fucking day and banks never fuck up with money. Now, dude, you, you can go to an ATM and a thousand times you can put a different amount of money into that ATM and a thousand out of a thousand times that motherfucker's going to count that shit just the way you put it in there. Mm-hmm. Unless you put a fucked up dollar in there and it comes back out or whatever. Yeah. Why can't they count votes? This That's the thing about this country that fucking just boggles my mind. And another on the long list of why I don't vote. How do I know my vote's going to be counted? How do I know that machine's not going to switch my fucking vote to the other guy? You, you know, you don't. That's the thing. You've That's never been able to. It always takes trust in the process. Right. Faith in the process. Right. And right now, nobody has faith in the process. No and when you have that, it sounds like the end of fucking the Republic to me. You know? Yeah. I mean, so. I mean, the only way that you can have faith in anything is that it has to be on a much smaller level yeah. where you know the people involved and, and when they you live next to you and and when you're you gonna have, you're gonna see each other in the bread aisle and not hopefully the bread line well, when you have the president of the united states running around since the beginning of the year talking about the election's gonna be a fraud mm-hmm. it's gonna be a fraud that only makes it worse it yeah it definitely it doesn't worse. it definitely doesn't help he was doing and that it, shit back in 2016 yeah and now, now you've got uh, Hillary saying, "No matter, uh, no matter what, Joe should not concede." Concede, yeah. And it's like, uh, I mean, it's once we got both parties saying that well, this whole hey, thing hey, is Trump this started shame, it. If it's gonna, not going to matter in the end, I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but if you're going to do the things that he does, if you're going to provoke the shit that Trump provokes, that's the thing about him that I I just don't like. I yeah. don't like about him. He put he pokes people. Mm-hmm. He should be in a punk rock band. That's that's if if he wants to do the shit that he does, be in a punk rock band, be the singer of a punk rock band and get out there and fucking poke people. Don't do it as the fucking president of the United States with the whole fucking world watching. It makes us look like idiots. I, I guess he's hoping that the people, and most of the time he's talking to at his rallies saying the he says the most ridiculous shit at his rallies. He does, and and I can only hope that he is assuming that his audience gets his sarcasm. I don't think they do. <laughs> I can I can answer you, Mr. President. I don't think they get you. Well I think they take everything you say literally. And I think that if I think that if that was true, one thing I gotta say is I gotta give the Trumpers a lot of credit for their uh resolve during this year. Uh, they're not the ones that are out there burning shit down, which surprises, <laughs> which surprises the fuck out of yeah. me. I, if you would have told me that 2020, the government was going to shut shit down and there were going to be riots on the streets, I would have said, oh yeah, there's going to be a lot of redheaded MAGA tards out there fucking shit up because their fearless leader told them this thing's a hoax. He still said it was. He still said this is all bullshit. The elections don't matter. And so far... Which is, my whole point here is it's surprising as fuck that the violence has overwhelmingly come from the non-Trumpers. Right. That, to me, doesn't make sense. 
but it's 2020. Nothing makes sense. No, it's all backwards. So I don't know. I'm not scared of a Biden presidency and I'm not scared of a Trump presidency. I don't support either guy. Um, the only thing that I will say that if I do have any fear, it's not, I'm not scared of Facebook. I'm not scared of them censoring people. What I'm scared of are the people themselves. That's, that's what I'm afraid of. Who yeah. don't have a critical thought in their head to see that all of this, every last bit of it, it's meant to manipulate you to feel a certain way about things that you should never give a fuck. Right. And that's all the leaders. That's not just Trump. That's not just Biden. It's every fucking last... If you're in a position of power and people look up to you, it's your responsibility to calm this shit down. Well, you know how every election you've got, you know, celebrities and all these famous people and they come out and they'll say, if this person wins, I'm moving out (laughs) of the United States. And there was a long list of them four years ago. Why the fuck are they still here? Yeah, they never leave. And and, um, I would never say that. I would never... The only thing that would make me leave the United States is a civil war. I would be trying to get asylum somewhere, you know, from, I would be fleeing a fucking war. That's the only thing that would ever make me want to leave the country is the people itself. Yeah. It's not the government. It's, it's not anything like that. It's the people. Yeah. And as long as the people keep their shit together, everything will be okay. But once the people lose their shit, you know, and yeah, there's probably a, nowhere that would be safe, but a uh, misinformed, energized populace is one of the dan- most dangerous things I can fathom. More dangerous than a storm. Yes. More dangerous than a virus to this point. It, it's it's just believing so wholeheartedly into something that someone else is telling you. And believing it with every ounce in your being and will, being willing to fight for it. Yes. And, any, and anyone that says anything different is wrong. Is the enemy. Yes. Yeah, they're that, wrong and they're evil. So if you're listening to us, uh, you're, you've probably seen what we're talking about. You're probably aware of it. Uh, just know that, hey, if you chose a side, good on you. But no matter what happens, you're going to be fine. Right. Yeah. You're going to be okay as far as the election goes. Well, take some inventory in the things that actually affect you. And I mean, that's the most comforting thing that you can do is figure out what you actually do have control over and work on that shit. You know, everything else is like we're saying a mass distraction. It serves nothing but chaos. Well, and one thing that, like I said, when the storm came through and knocked our power out, it was like, I realized how dependent I am on that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> when when what possibly could come as a result of this week's election, one thing, if I have any advice to anybody, and I'm talking to myself included, is break your dependency. Yes. do Work on yourself. Learn as many yes. different trades as you can. Make yourself immune to the bullshit that might be coming right. down as a result of this as best you can. And... The, if 2020 hasn't taught anybody anything, it's being dependent on systems that can fail is very bad uh, for your long-term outlook. Yeah, and dangerous. Yeah, and very dangerous yeah. because you'll fight to the death to defend yes. a failing system right. because you need that 
for your survival. Yep. You break that dependency. Whatever that takes, you know, have an entrepreneurial spirit, work on figuring out what the next thing is that could help, you know, mankind or even people that you're closely related to. Uh, work on doing something positive and, and breaking this uh, this long addiction that we have of dependency on systems that are clearly not going to last forever. Get off the government dick. A hundred percent. Stop being dependent on politicians uh, to take care of you because they will always fail you at your own expense. I just wonder what the uh, bankruptcy of America is going to look like. That's my greatest fear. It has been for a long time. But now, seeing that report a couple of days ago really fucking set it into my head. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, now, wow, what is that going to look like? The bankruptcy of a fucking country. Because, you know, usually in a bankruptcy that you pay what you can pay back and all mm -hmm. that kind of shit. It's not going to be like that here. No. Uh, the bankruptcy of the United States means no social security checks, no welfare checks. None of that. Yeah. None of that. Government dependency. Goes, go, it, all of that goes away immediately correct. in the bankruptcy court. Yeah. So when that happens, mm, wow. It's going to rearrange quite a few people's plans. Y yes, it is. And one thing that is for sure going to happen, we've proven it to ourselves over and over again, is we're going to try to spend ourselves out of debt. And we're going to... I don't know if I can say hyperinflation, but we're going to experience some fucking inflation. It's we common. have to. We have yeah. to. It, yeah, there's no way around. It's a hundred percent of GDP, dude. We have to. Well, you just, you know, as a government, you just throw in seven trillion unearned dollars that are not associated to anything of value. Right. You just devalue the dollar by seven trillion dollars. Like twenty-two percent of all money that's liquid right now was created. This, this calendar year. year. Yeah. At some point, that bill is going to come due, and we're all going to pay it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, those prep, <laughs> those preppers from the from the aughts days that yeah. seem so entertaining because of how ludicrous they were, I, I tip my cap to them. Yeah. They're going to be in the best shape out of any of us. I do enjoy the irony of trying to tell our audience not to panic but we're giving them a shit ton to panic about it well, well panicking does nothing don't panic what i no, just don't. said is break, break your dependency yeah find a way uh that you can impact your own autonomy it's and and if nothing happens then guess what you just learn some new skills yeah that you might be able to make some more money with and get you a and you're in a and you're in a better spot then get you a tractor trailer <laughs> and bury it underground yeah yeah and leave a hole, you know, a couple holes for just know where your septic tank is. Don't and, uh, don't go, yeah, you know, don't go near your yeah, septic tank. No, don't go popping on into that. Pipe. Yeah, you don't want to do that. But yeah, it's a a tractor trailer is a very <laughs> roomy house underground. Watch it. Watch this can, documentary that I just stumbled on. It was created back in the eighties. I think it's called Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Mad Max. There you go. <laughs> it's gonna be a lesson for this living documentary. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, we're just as susceptible to the the fear. Uh, that's inundated all of us. Um, so well, how fascinated in dystopia can we become without becoming it? Uh, well, it's going to be interesting to see what areas seem to be uh, not affected by what's about to what's about to go down. I hope I'm dead ass wrong. I hope that Tuesday oh, yeah, night 100%. is the most. I hope Tuesday night is just as boring as Halloween night. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. But 
It's not going to be. <laughs> well, <Jeez>. well <laughs> because we're not Sorry. fortune tellers, we can't tell you what's going to happen. But one thing that we can promise you is we will be here after the fact to walk you through what happened. Maybe. And we're yeah. going to. If I'm not in a straitjacket. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we're going to be here I'm for fucking, you. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> We're going to be here after the election to walk you through all the craziness that was, and hopefully it's not going to be that much. And on the next episode, we're going to have a little help from our friends, or, or from our friend David over at Through the Muck and the Mire will be joining us in studio uh, for our next official episode. A special guest. Where yeah. we will we'll go through it. Yeah. We'll cover however it is to be covered. Whatever happens Tuesday night, we will talk about it. Uh, hopefully there's not that much to talk about, but I got a feeling we'll have a full jam-packed episode. But yeah, David from Through the Muck and the Mire, I've, I've brought him up a couple times uh, on prior episodes. He will be our in-studio guest post-election coverage 2020, and uh, that should be a lot of fun. So yes. there's two things I'm looking forward to this week, <laughs> the election being over and uh, getting his take on all that is 2020. And uh, with that, I just want it to be over. Yeah. We all do, Doug. We Stop all do. Stop the insanity. But what will we talk about then? Not just- we'll <laughs> have to get creative. <laughs> we'll have to look deep within ourselves. But you got a couple days. Get all your bread and milk and put your pumpkins away. Put your pumpkins away. There you go. Oh, and don't forget to buy more uh, toilet paper. Do all your panic shopping now. Because you're only 48 hours away from possible chaos. Yes. Who knows? We've already gone well over my announcement. (laughs) We will see you again for sure in a week. We might put out a special episode if we feel like it before then, but... We don't know, so you don't know. You'll just have to stay tuned. Yes. But either way, be good out there. Be safe out there. And uh, Rona19 says, be infectious to one another. (laughs) There you go. All right. Peace out. Later.